friends. My name is Sean Arsenault, but you can call me Shawnee. I'm a board certified nurse coach and holistic healer, and I want to help you transform your life in a way that feels in total alignment with your heart and who you truly are. Each week, I'll be sharing with you my tips on how to become more empowered in your own wellness journey and create a vibrant, fulfilling life that reflects your values and your truth. You'll hear insightful interviews on different life and wellness topics and stories from myself and other beautiful souls who share my mission of spreading love and light in this sometimes dark world. My hope for this podcast is that you will walk away feeling inspired and more aligned in your purpose. This is your permission to get curious and lean into your intuition as we all learn and grow together. Welcome to the Aligned and Well podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Aligned and Well podcast. It is Sean here, your host, and I am switching it up today. I'm giving you guys a little bit of a different flavor for this episode. Um, What I've started to do is I've started to incorporate live coaching sessions onto this podcast. So I'm really excited about that. I've got several volunteers who have been willing to put themselves out there and be vulnerable and be coached live and have it broadcasted to the public here. Um, Just so you can see what a coaching session actually looks like. Um, Many people I think have this misinterpretation that whenever you're working with a coach, there's all these aha moments and big breakthroughs. And sometimes it's just not that. Sometimes it is just merely holding space for people, asking powerful questions, allowing clients to sit and process. And maybe the answers don't come to them in that session. Maybe they come three days later or three weeks later or three months later. And it is going to be really interesting to see how some of these sessions that I've recorded live with with these wonderful volunteers have played out over time. So... Yeah, today is the first of many in the future um, live coaching sessions that I'll be sharing with you on the podcast. And I'm going to be interviewing a lovely human named Lisa Murray. Lisa is a visionary who loves to help her clients identify their own vision. Um, She doesn't like to work. She likes to play. And then the intersection of coaching as play has been a real game changer for her. So she is in the nurse coaching space, but we get to talk about a lot of different things here in this coaching session. We talk about imposter syndrome and boundaries around technology and um, and being visible. So th- these are some things that we touched on in our session, and I hope you enjoy listening. All right, Lisa. Well, what is coming up for you today? What can I support you with? There's nothing like jumping out. Um, But there have been a couple of things that have themes that have kind of come up in the last week or two um, Mm -hmm. that I'm a delayed processor. So it takes me a while to kind of like work through them. So I work through it, but there's always like more more there for sure. Yeah. 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 What theme is feeling the most important to talk about? Um, The original thing I wrote to you, I think was um, imposter syndrome. 
and mine shows up maybe a little bit different. Um, And then vulnerability, but I think they kind of tie in together in a way. Mm, Yeah. Sort of know, but don't know exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Imposter syndrome. Tell me more. Where I was kind of feeling, I don't know if it was stuck or just sort of um, introspective. Introspective is a better word. Mm -hmm. I don't really have the the sense of like my practice won't be successful or, or, you know, I'm in all of these spaces, right. I'm in like all of these Facebook groups. I'm in the mentorship program. Mm -hmm. So I see, you know, a lot of the same themes, messaging, um, worries, barriers, um, imposter syndrome being one mine doesn't really like that doesn't resonate with me. I don't Mm -hmm. worry about where, people are going to come from or what it, that it won't work or won't be successful. Mm -hmm. Um, And my vision for my practice is a little different and always has been. Mm -hmm. And maybe, maybe that's why. So I think I've been a little tripped up on, am I in the wrong space or am I doing it? Not wrong, but like, maybe I'm, Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, I don't know if that makes sense. Um, yeah, like am I am I in the right place? Is this for me? Right? Yeah. Like, did I pick the wrong container because I don't want a one-on-one practice with like 20 or 30 people a year? Like yeah. I don't want that at all. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> how does how does imposter syndrome show up for you? So from really since I was in the collective, I finished in January and then started the mentorship in January, like mm-hmm. the next week. Yeah. Um, I've kind of always had this vision. It's not super, super clear, but big picture is I work with just a handful of people, like high level achievers. Mm-hmm. Um, the athlete space is something I've really been exploring more of, um, yeah. other entrepreneurs, really creative people. Mm-hmm who don't need a step-by-step plan. They maybe don't need as much handholding in Mm -hmm. terms of like, what do things look like? They need help creating space to dream, Mm -hmm. like more space to dream and be super creative and have these visions. And we're kind of like squirrels. We have like 50 thoughts going at once. And how do we sort of kind of streamline it and start moving? Right. They don't need like, how do I get from step one, two, three, four? They're they're much more fluid than that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I wanted like, I, I would say maybe five clients max, mm-hmm. something like that, you know, maybe less. And I want to yeah. work with them for a long time. And I want that sooner than later, Yeah, like not two, three years down the road. Um, and I don't see or hear a lot of people right out of the gate talking about that. So I was like, oh, mm. yeah. Yeah. So tell me some of the, like the thoughts that you're having about where you fit in, in the space that you're in. It's better today. I just had a coaching call yesterday. Yeah. Uh, my, my group. And then, um, and then I actually talked to uh, one of the other lead coaches about the sort of like athlete thing. I won't get into that too much. Um, yeah. It was still in flux. Um, so it's like having that reinforcement. I, I feel like I'm in the right space because I listen to enough of the podcasts and in some of you guys who are two years, three years, four years, five years out. Mm-hmm. 
definitely helps where I was like, you didn't pick the wrong space. You're not, there's not a wrong way to do it, but you're, I was questioning, I guess, like, am I truly in that correct transformational space? Mm -hmm. And like, I don't call myself a nurse coach. I think it confuses people. I just call myself a mindset coach. Yeah. Um, So there's some mental gymnastics with that. Most of the time I feel good. I have a great lead mentor who's just like, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, all these cool things. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, and then I really appreciate too, the fact that you like, I'm just reflecting this back to you, right. From what I'm hearing of Mm -hmm. there were some thoughts that you had about whether or not you fit into that container, whether or not that container was really meant for you, but you still find value in it. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think really the mark of a successful coach, a successful entrepreneur is, is finding value in in every container that you're in, even if it's not really specifically catered to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what, now that you've kind of worked through some of that mental gymnastics, what else is coming up for you? I mean, it's still there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's still there a little bit. Um, I had to, I'm working on uh, boundaries came up a lot yesterday, especially around like the technology, because I feel like I'm so overloaded with access resources. Um, Yeah. And so there's a couple of boundary issues with that, just like protecting your time and your energy. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also had to kind of quit looking at it so much. Because I do see the messaging that maybe is not quite the same as mine. And it starts to, so the more I keep that boundary, the more helpful it is. But then there's the flip side of like, am I not participating or engaging enough? Because there's so many great people and resources. And mm-hmm. mm. Yeah, the the boundary <laughs> piece with technology can, can be so um potent and not just like the entrepreneurial space, but everyone, everyone can be Mm -hmm. experiencing this. Right. So, um, what, what boundaries do you currently have around (laughs) technology or or, are there any in particular that you're working on? I do put my phone on like, do not disturb at night. I don't have all the, the sleep. I don't have all the different modes, um, planned out. I'm not like the most tech savvy person. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried like timers for apps and I just, <laughs> I just ignored them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a total <laughs> fail. I was like, ignore, ignore, snooze. Right. Um, so I'm, I think I'm going to maybe try the turning like all the notifications off. I know that can be a little tricky. Um, yeah. but Google is my best friend. So I'll Google that and mm-hmm. just try that. Maybe even leaving my phone in a different room or a different space or maybe mm-hmm. just putting it on do not disturb more mm-hmm. so it doesn't um I've, I've worked on that a lot um because I'm a part-time hospice nurse so having that access like I already had a difficult boundary yeah with people have access to you in a different way than if you're a bedside nurse in a hospital or a clinic yeah um so I did really good at creating a boundary and then since I've been in this container of kind of back, not backslid, but I just have to re-navigate that boundary Mm -hmm. as I'm in like multiple Facebook groups and messaging things. And 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love the idea of like, you know, having all of these like external triggers for you to maintain that boundary. But I'm also wondering too, like the internal boundary, like what value are you gaining from, from all the Facebook groups that you're in and all the things that you want to be checking on your phone all the time? My mentor group, um, it's, it's really the only one I check. I think I've muted or left all the other ones. Um, Mm -hmm. they provide me, I mean, so much value because we're, you know, this small tight knit little, little group. Um, and I spend a lot of time, I guess I spend a lot of time alone. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. So even like, I don't work in a hospital setting. I go to people's houses um, or nursing homes and sometimes they're confused, sometimes they're not. And then I'm home a lot by myself with my two dogs. So I don't have a lot of adult interaction mm-hmm. um, unless my spouse comes home and yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah like, whoa <laughs> right like um so in that sense it's nice it's nice just having that support of people going through what you're going through and you're navigating it together and mm-hmm. you can ride the ups and downs but it's also just nice to have an adult connection that's like I'm not a small talk person at all I'm like mm-hmm. mm, that's too draining for me so it's nice to have another outlet. So it doesn't all have to like word vomit as soon as my spouse walks in the door. Yeah. Yeah. Like a deeper connection with other humans. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I still do it, but I'm like, so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Well, is that, is that what you primarily use like social media for is like to, to connect on a deeper level with other people? I've started to, I really wasn't utilizing it. Um, Like I was a looker, but I wasn't really a poster ever. I don't Mm -hmm. really love to take selfies or post pictures of me or Mm -hmm. I never even really posted a whole lot of pictures. So that's new since I've been in this space trying to um, just utilize it as an outreach tool. That's, that's there. Um, but I'm, I do a lot more connecting in person. Like mm-hmm. it's just very natural. So I'm not, not utilizing that space. Cause it's there. It's free. It's, yeah. it's so easy, but devoting, this was kind of something that I was struggling with this week is um, devoting that time to like make it maybe intentional connections, you know, like mm-hmm. I wasn't doing that. I get caught in like, what are the cool people that I follow doing? And yeah. Um, and then it starts to feel like overwhelming, like in terms of an actual numbers game. Yeah. Of how many you have to connect and invite on a weekly basis. Yeah. I'm like, that feels exhausting, but I can do that out in the world in person, just like living my life. And it's so much easier and more natural. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's so valuable to to touch on because I, I mean, I think I think so many people do kind of feel the same way, especially after the pandemic, right? Of like not being able to really connect with people in person a lot, and now we're kind mm-hmm. of coming out of that, and um, people are really craving that human to human connection in person. Um, mm-hmm. So, 
how have you been like incorporating more of that into your life now, even though you're kind of in this space where social media and technology is really helpful in your business? Mm -hmm. Like, how are you implementing in-person connection outside of that so that you can kind of like be a little bit more joyful with the connections that you're making? Yeah. Um, I've said this more than once in my, my group space and to my spouse, I, (laughs) I really love to play. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like to work. I like to play. And so when I can, when my work feels like play, yeah, like that's the sweet spot for me. So a lot of it is just giving myself the grace and permission to just keep living my life. You know, um, I'm, we, we go out to dinner a lot or go out with like friends or, um, we like to do fun activities, mm-hmm. you know, and that is, it's just so easy. Like I always find somebody to talk to as much of an introvert as I may be. It's like people, somehow you're just magnetized to each other. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's just so easy and effortless. It feels just faster and lighter than trying to sit behind a computer screen or my phone screen and like go on Facebook and feel like whose energy do I want to like connect to today? Mm -hmm. It's just not the same feeling. So it's, it's really just doing more of what I was already doing, but yeah. not feeling like I'm not doing enough because maybe it's not 20 connections a week, but it really is. I just am not able to sit there and right. count them in my spreadsheet right, in the right. same way, <laughs> you know, but like I'll go to a brewery or we'll go to, um, I just joined a women's basketball league. Mm-hmm. I haven't started that yet. And I'm like, yeah. I get to like play and tell people about coaching and connect with people. Like, Yeah. It's just so easy. Yeah. (laughs) Was that always how you thought? Like whenever you first decided you were going to start doing this, like whenever you decided you were going to start your own practice, was that what you always thought that you could incorporate that really early on? Yes. In some form or fashion. And then I think I, that's where the imposter syndrome showed up because I Mm. spent too much time like the podcasts are great. Like everyone else is amazing, but just my way of doing it or seeing it might just be a little bit different, or at least I'm not hearing other people talk or write that way. Mm. Like, yeah, you know, I'm not doing it. I'm not seeking like five one-on-one clients a month. Right. Right. Like I'm just more of a larger group something bigger. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's also, and this is the thing, right? Cause like whenever we get into like the coaching space, there are so many, and not just with nurse coaching, but with like the coaching industry in general, I think that there's so many different people saying, this is how you do this. And this is Mm -hmm. how you run a successful business. This is how you run a successful practice. It's like a formula almost. Mm -hmm. When in reality, like you get into your own coaching practice and you're listening to all of these people. And if it's not feeling totally aligned, those thoughts of imposter syndrome are automatically like, Oh my God, I'm in the wrong, I'm in the wrong field. I shouldn't be doing this because everybody else mm-hmm. is doing it this way and is, and is really successful. And I'm over here wanting to do it this way. And, mm-hmm. um, and I don't feel like I fit in. So walk me through kind of like how you worked through all of that, all of that, all of those thought processes of taking in other people and what they're doing, but also like stepping into, okay, this is the practice that I want to create. What was that thought process for you? 
Um, I mean, bringing it to a group always helps for sure. Yeah. So like I 100% know, like, I think when I first knew that I was with Amy and then like what she was doing, I think she was like in Mexico or something like that at the time. Yeah. That's sounds and I was right. just like, <laughs> I was like, that's what I like. I want to be living on a beach somewhere with my practice, like yes. next year, you know, like, and I don't want to have all these people. And I'm like, shabam, I'm with the perfect person who's just like, yeah, living it, you know? Um, so I, I, I do feel like I'm in the right space for sure. And then having my little group to kind of talk through it because there are other people who have similar yeah, thoughts, you know, we just maybe don't say it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, mm. So that's helpful. And then just, usually it's just me getting out of my own way. That's really the biggest thing and just doing it. I just experience and just go do. Mm-hmm. And that gets me out of my head. Yeah. It's so interesting how like our, our mind has all of these ways in which it holds us back. Right. Because it's not so much like it's, it's a lot of previous conditioning. It's a lot of like past experiences, things that people have told us. And whenever we are in this industry, a lot of that stuff doesn't really like, it doesn't serve us. Right. Mm-hmm. So you really have to like dig deep and find your own like authentic voice. How has that been for you? Like finding, like being able to stand really confident in like what you want, what you want to accomplish and know that that's okay. Ooh. That was the other part I think of the imposter syndrome is like, generally I'm a pretty confident person. Yeah. Like I'm just like, I don't know this is what I'm going to do. We're going to see how it goes. It's going to work out some somehow. Yeah. Like I, I just, I always crave experience always, always, always. I don't want to spend too much time sitting and thinking. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a nurse coach. I'm going to have a coaching practice and it's kind of going to look like this, how we get there. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the, that was the other part where the imposter syndrome came up where I'm just like, are you just like way too confident, borderline cocky? Like <laughs> it's just, it's yeah. all going to work out. Like what are, what, what is everyone freaking out about? I don't know. That is so interesting of like (laughs) you questioning your confidence because you're seeing all these other people who don't have the confidence that you have. I'm like trying to think of like the internal process of like the imposter syndrome coming up because you're, you know, you just graduated in January, right? Mm -hmm. So, right. So like, you're not even a couple months out of, of graduating from your certification mm-hmm. and you've got all this confidence and then you're looking around and you're seeing other people that don't kind of have that level of confidence. And so it's kind of bringing you down to this level of, should I be less confident Yeah, <laughs> right now? It's, it's a weird. Yeah. Well, and, and I love that you acknowledge that too, because, because also like, even speaking that out right now and, and to your group and to your own coach outside of this session, um, it, it almost like calls it out right there. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you bring that? How, so how do we, how do we continue like cultivating that confidence? Cause right now, like you're kind of in a space where that confidence is just going to even grow more. Mm-hmm. And that imposter syndrome from seeing other people around you who don't have as much confidence as you do 
might continue to come up in even bigger ways. So how do we how do we manage that moving forward? I'm on I'm on the right track, I think, with just doing um just when I get out of my own way and I'm like, just keep doing what you're doing. And I, and I did bring this up yesterday in our call. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I can get stuck sometimes on the details or like the numbers of like, you know, if you invite or connect with 20 people and invite 20 people, you might get two calls. And I'm like, I, I get the numbers, like that part of it. That makes so much sense to me. Yeah. But at the same time, it feels too forced to maybe do it on the social media space and, and, and I am doing it, maybe I'm not able to track it the same way. Yeah. But I I just did a workshop. I've never done a workshop ever in my life. Yeah. I did a workshop. I had a phone call with um, another coach yesterday to talk about this like bigger athlete, like what I'm saying I wanted. And it's like the first week of March. (laughs) Yeah. And then I get invited to play in this women's basketball group. As fun as that may be, I'm just like, that's, that's it right there. Um, yeah. And those are things that reaffirm my confidence in a good way. And something I thought about recently was I've always been kind of confident, but there was the younger version of me did things to sort of prove other people wrong. Mm. Yeah. And not that that's still not there, but it's much, it's, it's really shifted where now I'm just doing it for me. Yeah. And that's a very different feeling. Ooh. Yeah. Different how. It's just more natural. And like, it's not, um, like I always had a confidence I could do things, but, um, (laughs) Uh, I don't even want to say this. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I was a basketball player. I'm very short. I'm like maybe five one on a good day. And so everybody's yeah. like, you yeah. play basketball? Like you're so short. And it like instantly <laughs> pisses me off because I'm like, right, right. <laughs> I'm so good though. And I have to work a little bit harder because I am, you know, not so tall. Yeah. Um, but it was like, I was trying to prove my mm-hmm. worth. Like I am good, not just for my own self, you know? Yeah. And so that theme has carried over in some ways and a lot of things I've done. Um, mm-hmm. Not that that's bad. It's, it's, I've accomplished a lot. Yeah. But we can have a lot more peace and balance if I just do it from the mindset of I'm doing it to prove it to myself. Mm. Versus I don't have, I don't, I don't feel like I have anything to prove to anybody else. Yeah. Yeah, I want to point out like a really important thing that you did just there was the action didn't change. The intent behind the action did. Mm -hmm. Was there anything in particular that caused you to shift that or like, like was coaching that thing that kind of helped you do that? Or have you been on this journey since before you started Mm -hmm. coaching? I think when this started, it hasn't been that long. I've, I've been a nurse since 2020. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the second career for me. Yeah. Um, so I graduated, started working in January, 2020, and then um, got burnt out in the hospital super quick, like 10 months in. Oh yeah. That was COVID year. <laughs> yeah. So, like I, I started in the ICU in January. Oh got Lord. Orientation in March. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, 
Ooh. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, like maybe I chose the wrong second career. Like what is happening? <laughs> this is not it either. Um, and then I went into hospice full time and just was also burnt out with that. So I've been part-time maybe a year and a half. Mm-hmm. My timeline's kind of fuzzy. Um, but it was somewhere around, has it been two years? When did I start the collective? I started in March of last mm-hmm. year. So yeah, it was somewhere around that time. I drive a lot for hospice or I used to when I was full-time. Um, so I started listening to podcasts. I really didn't listen to a lot of podcasts and would get bored with music. So I was looking for something. Yeah. And somehow through that, that's where it all started. I was listening to like holistic podcasts or whatever. I actually found Laura and Shelby's podcast before I had ever heard of nurse coaching. That's how nice. I found everything. Um, yeah. They had like just started it Yeah. when I found it and I was like, what is this? And then, <laughs> um, and then from there, I think the collective popped up and I joined in June. Yeah. And here it is. So that was, um, I was already feeling an urge for something more still. And like, I wasn't sure if nursing was it probably because of the circumstances and the timing. Yeah. Um, but I was like, yeah, this ain't it. Yeah. How it is. <laughs> like, well, how, how perfect was the timing for you to find something like this where like, I mean, cause it sounds just from the, the time that we've been talking here is that you found something that really aligns with you. And even though there's a lot of different like hoops you're having to jump through in your mind about whether or not you fit in, you do. I know you, you talked a little bit earlier about like the visibility piece too. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit more about that. Mm. that came up more. Um, I, I did a post, which post was it? It was about, I've done a few of these. Um, but it was about like when I cut my hair and, um, or, or changed my hair or whatever. Um, yeah. and that was, and I was really talking about like, uh, exploring my sexuality and my identity in that way. Um, and so that post was, vulnerable in a sense. Um, but kind of not in the way that I think most people would think it was like Mm -hmm. what really started boiling in my mind is, um, uh, well, I left the part out of that post. Mm -hmm. That was where it started. I almost went into the safety and, um, sort of the political realm Mm -hmm. around like, gay rights. And and there's a lot of, a lot of conversation around that. Um, and I don't think it would have been right for that particular post because it was already like, you know, we would have gone off on another tangent sort of. Mm -hmm. Um, but I took that part out because I was just like, I don't want to deal with stepping into that's like a whole nother thing, you know? And I'm not even super educated on like all of the bills that are out there and all of the pol like they're just these are such deep nuanced, Mm multi-layered conversations and highly personal when you're talking about identity. And yeah, I was just like, I don't even want to put that in there. Yeah. (laughs) But then, and and I've never been one to really be super outspoken in in that space. Um, Prior to nursing, I worked um, in the nonprofit humanitarian field. So that for sure. Um, But I kind of had to take a step back from that as well, because it can be equally exhausting. Yeah. 
but it made me wonder, like, if we're talking about being more visible, being more authentic, posting who you really are, Mm -hmm. does that also bring with it? I have a responsibility and an ownership to speak up more about some of those things. Mm. Yeah. And, and my own privilege of, I don't necessarily have to, those are real elements like safety concerns are a real thing. Um, you know, it being used in political warfare is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can also, as a middle-class white female, yeah, not have to deal with it the same right. way. Yeah. And so do I have a responsibility to tap into that more? Mm. One thing that you mentioned, like it was a word that you said that kind of stood out to me and I want to like dive into that a little bit more of like, I purposefully left that part out. And I'm wondering like what the motivation was behind it. Was it because you wanted to hide that portion of it or because you, yeah. What, what was the motivation behind that? Was there a part of yourself that you feel like you're hiding if you're not speaking up about that kind of stuff? Probably a little, uh, it's a little of both. Um, like that wasn't the original intention of the post. It just, mm-hmm. I kind of just freeform, right? Yeah. And I kind of have a general idea and then just like go from there and, you know, mm-hmm. um, like originally that entire post was just kind of about freedom and like, I wasn't even going to get into the yeah sexuality portion specifically, but that's just like where it went. I was just like, well, we'll, we'll go with that. That's what yeah. we're doing. Um, so I don't know that that would have fit per se, because mm-hmm. it was towards the end of the post, it would have just kind of been this other thing that really needs attention yeah, in and of itself. But there was also a part of me that was like, I don't want to go there because I'm going to get, um, I'm going to get, sh- I'm sorry, can I curse? Yeah, you can. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> sometimes I curse a lot. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't want to get shit from, it's not even the, the non-queer community. Cause if somebody says something on my page, I can just be like, I'll just block you real quick. Like that doesn't bother me, but there's also backlash you can get from within the queer community or there's just, you know, you can get it from multiple angles. And like, again, I'm not super educated on all the bills and and there's just, I I almost can't even know all of the things, you know, like, there's like, I don't even know all of the terms that are a part yeah. of the, I, I don't Yeah. I'm like every time I turn around, there's a new one. And I just like, I'm like, what is this? Or so I didn't even want to go down that rabbit hole, I guess, right. you know, um, mm-hmm. cause I, I'm not necessarily hiding, but again, I've not ever been one to be super outspoken about those issues, at least publicly, like on Mm -hmm. Facebook or Instagram per se, you know? Yeah. Are you someone who wants to be? Yes and no. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like to be the one leading a charge. Right. I will. I, and that's kind of how I see myself in terms of my practice is working with individuals who are like, I don't know that I want to work specifically in these sort of social justice spaces and be like the lead person. Yeah. I've always been more of a mediator hearing different things and helping 
people with their own perspective or like pushing them to be better and doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so I still see myself that way. Mm-hmm. So maybe my role is not to call out some of these things, but to find those individuals working in those spaces who like live and breathe those things. Yeah. Um, Cause it is exhausting and like supporting them outside of that endeavor, but then also how that can filter into pushing the needle forward because they're more equipped. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like helping them amplify their voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So where, where would you, where would you say you want to go from here as far as like increasing or up-leveling your visibility, especially after you noticed all the feelings and the thoughts that you had after that one post, like ideally, where would you want to, to change things or not change things? Like what's the next step there? Mm. It's a tricky question because I also have the, (laughs) I'm trying to have a boundary, a better boundary with, you know, social media. Um, I think I'm getting there. Like I feel more comfortable about just like posting kind of what I want when I want. And like, Mm -hmm. um, and, and honestly the posts that resonate the most with people that get the most engagement Mm -hmm. or seem to be when it's me and my wife, like it's either Mm -hmm. pictures or something about that. Like, yeah. You know, I don't know that I want every single post to be about that. Right. Um, yeah, I think I'm just going to have to continue to kind of explore it. And when I feel like I want to go there, um, Mm -hmm. I'll go there and maybe there's a baby step prior to that specific post. Not sure what it looks like. Um, You know, maybe it's something closer to my background prior to nursing when I was doing like more humanitarian work. Maybe it starts in like, maybe with a different group and then we kind of get into that. I'm not really Mm -hmm. sure. You know, yeah. Who does know? I mean, the cool thing is, is that um, like you're not obligated to be, super visible if you don't want to be and then you're also not obligated to be hiding if you don't want to hide so like finding that balance of like what feels really comfortable for you and also like noticing exactly what you noticed before of like hmm there's this there's this little thing underneath that i'm wondering if i can dive deeper into like am i hiding or am i you know am i wanting to step into more of the spotlight because I really passionately believe about those things. Like those are questions you get to ask yourself. Yeah. And I think just being able to ask myself that I've always been introspective. Yeah. But I'm, but I've really changed being introspective, but not in a crippling way. Mm, Yeah. And so maybe that's just what it is for now. Yeah. I'm able to write something and then more things come up from that and I can explore that and yeah. Learn more about myself. Right. And it's so multifaceted too. Like, you know, cause you're not just thinking about your practice whenever you're making a post, you're also thinking about other aspects of your life too. Like, how is this going to affect, you know, my, my mental health, my emotional health, my relationship with my partner and my relationship with everybody else close to me, because I, this is a public platform. So there's lots of other factors here other than just, I'm going to post this thing, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Anything else on your mind that you are wanting to work through today? 
no, it's coming up right now. What would you say was your biggest takeaway from, from our time? Probably have a better answer for you tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I remember you saying that, like you take some time to process things. Delayed. Yeah. Anytime we have a coaching call or I have a session, I immediately like go for a walk. I like don't do notes right then. It's just too like, Um, I just, I always love coaching. I always get something out of everyone. Like everyone's just style is different. Um, Mm -hmm. You definitely picked up on some points like I knew you would and just, just always being able to like go deeper and ask the things behind the things or, you know, keep like not picking, picking isn't the right word, but keep like, you know, diving more and more and more. And yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Like I, I hope that people listening to this are, are picking up on the fact that like not every single session is going to have like some huge, breakthrough or, you know, like an aha moment or like a crying <laughs> moment, <laughs> yeah. um, like people think, but it it is just like, this is, this was a perfect example of like, just outwardly processing what's going on inside, you know, and that's what a coaching space is, is a safe space to kind of process things that like you might not normally process with other people. Um, and sometimes yeah. that's really, really important. Because how often do we humans get to, like, to do that? <laughs> we don't really get very many um, opportunities to do that unless it's with, like, you know, a loved one or um, a therapist or, you know, if you have your own coach. But I think that the the one of the powerful things about coaching and nurse coaching in particular is that ability to just, like, hold space for whatever is coming up. And there's no agenda. There's no end goal. So I'm excited to see, you know, if there are any new insights. And then also totally okay if not, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. um, I also want people to know that, like, there's not always a big, a big revelation or a big insight. But knowing mm-hmm. you, I mean, you, you get value from wherever you are. So yeah, anything else that you wanted to to share before we close out our session today. No, it's just making me think, um, I'm sure there'll be some more revelations later because I, I I am such a delayed processor. So yeah. I'll have to, I can circle back and tell you those. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think also like the importance of language has come up a lot for not only myself, but my group um, just yeah. in terms of how we're connecting and reaching people. And I think even though I'm still new to this space, in terms of my building my practice, mm-hmm. I've been in it and I've done so much inner work prior that our language has changed. Our perspective has changed. And mm-hmm. so trying to talk to other people, like they don't speak that same language. And so they might need things or want things, but the way you're phrasing it doesn't hit. Yeah. And so if nothing else, even talking to you, you at least understand that sort of coachy self-development world and language. So you're able to see things or hear things in a different way than if I were just to try to brainstorm or bounce something off somebody who like, yeah, doesn't know what the word alignment means. They're like, what what does that mean? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. 
yeah, language is super important too. And I think that especially within the coaching world, like that's something that we always have to like, I know, I know the language that will really hit with you because you're also a coach. But mm-hmm. if I was talking to someone who wasn't a coach or um, not in the entrepreneurial space, that language would have probably been a little bit different. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, again, I can't wait to hear some of the insights that you have after today. Um, and yeah. of course, after, you know, even though this is technically like a coaching session and not an interview, I do still want to ask this question because it's called the Aligned and Well podcast, of course, mm. for you, Lisa, um, what does it mean for you to be aligned and well? I really resonate with like a flow state. Mm-hmm. And that can look a lot of different ways. Um, I I told you I like to play. I like to create. Um, so I do. I like to be outside a lot. I like to be in nature, go on walks. Um, if I could live at the beach, that's in the plans. That's, that's the yeah. vision. <laughs> um, but I, I can't have anything too rigid. Like I'm not one of those people that blocks out like here's my self-care time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, cause that takes the element of flow state out. So yeah. just whatever I need to be doing, mm-hmm. um, I get a lot done, honestly, just going on walks. Yeah. Like it sorts it all out. I don't need to be sitting at a desk behind a computer. Um, right. And that keeps me in a flow state, but I get this, like, I kind of have a structure, but it's a loose structure. Love it. Yes, I totally (laughs) resonate with that as well as someone who doesn't like like strict schedules. Um, Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking some time today to get a little bit vulnerable with me and, um, and being willing to be coached on the podcast. Um, I really, really appreciate it. And I hope that anyone listening is going to take away little nuggets from our conversation today or just have a better idea of like what the coaching process can and could look like. Thanks for having me. All right. That is the first official live coaching session that we've had on the podcast. And I'm really excited to share this with all of you. I'm also really grateful for Lisa that she was so willing to put herself out there and be vulnerable here and, you know, be willing to be coached live. I hope that this was a good um, introduction for those of you who are new to coaching Uh, that this is what a coaching session can look like. It doesn't always have to look like intense aha moments and breakthroughs. It can just be holding space for another human and, and, um, you know, getting to be a part of that human experience. Uh, If you enjoyed this episode, resonated with it, want to see more live coaching sessions, definitely um, rate and review this podcast and share it on social media. Tag me and let me know how you enjoyed it. And I would love for you guys to come join us in the Aligned and Well podcast community on Facebook. We have a a free Facebook group where we kind of talk about each of the episodes and support each other. It's just a really uplifting environment. So I'd love to have you in there. And I will see you all next time. Bye, everyone.